Hey guys, what you're about to hear is a special teaser of an hour-long interview that my husband David did with me. This is his first time in front of the camera, and we share a ton of stuff never talked about publicly before. To watch the full episode, go to don'tburnthisbook.com, pre-order the book, and then head on over to rubinreport.com slash presale to access this exclusive interview. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed the chat. Going to mention somebody that you have to mention when you have conversations on camera in 2020. Yeah. President Donald J. Trump. Oh, geez. So I was thinking it could be interesting for us to share with these fine people our uh, own personal story of meeting the president uh, because I don't think you've told this story or have you? I've only told this story, I think, once publicly, which was on Glenn Beck when I did the. Um, what was it? It was Super Tuesday, which now feels like a lifetime ago. Remember when there was going to be an election? And he was asking me something about Trump, and I did tell this story. But, but basically, outside of Glenn's audience um, and, and, and some of our audience, nobody's heard this story. Right. And certainly nobody's heard it from your perspective, so it would be no. interesting to talk about. So <laughs> we, did, we did meet the president. Yeah. Uh, so this was, I believe, on December 22nd of 2019, so just a couple, a couple months ago. Like well, I, it was either the 21st or 22nd, because I know that's the day I was speaking at this oh, turning okay. point. Even summit. that's, I mean, honestly. I'm I don't know why, well, because I remember I remember thinking it's the last sort of thing I'm gonna do for the year. I think it's these mushroom supplements that you take in the morning. I do like those mushroom supplements. I think your brain, you, really, you know, I, you, oh. I'd say you take these like really good like brain supplements that are, yeah. that are like, you know, fo for focus and memory. I think yeah. it works. Maybe it does. Because if you had that. asked me, the day, I would have been like, maybe December fifth. Yeah. Well, I remember it was right before. It was right I knew before it was Christmas. December. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, basically, we were. I was giving a speech, and then it was announced like right the day before, or maybe even that morning, that Trump was going to speak. And so I spoke, and then they canceled a bunch of speakers, and then Trump spoke. So in effect, I ended up opening for him, which was kind of interesting. Um, and after the event, um, Charlie Kirk messaged me, and he said, "Oh, do you want to meet the president?" said, let's do it. He, they asked for some info. And then we get on a short line of about 10 people. They throw us in a little booth. We meet the president. Right. It's very in and out. Do you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, I mean, basically, just I think we were standing in line with like Rob Smith. Yeah. And uh, I was like very, the whole thing happened so quickly that I didn't even know the president was going to be there. Yeah. And we were like, how is this going to work? And then they took all of our phones. And they literally threw us in this tent. With, like, we call it a tent. But basically, they like hung four curtains so nobody could see that he was there. And it was so fast that it was like they moved us in, and by the time you turned to like take the picture, they were turning you to also exit you yeah. out of this room. Yeah, it was so it very was like, seamless. It was like you shake his hand, you had like a moment to say something to him, but it was like you turn and like they snap the photo like while you're moving around, and then you're out. And I was like, I don't even know where the camera was. And then we thought that that was it. Like we met the president, we yeah. got a photo, who knows if we'll ever see this photo. And thinking that that's it, and then we. So we have the photo, and then and then Trump speaks, and it was the first time we had ever heard him speak, which was which was just putting aside whatever you think about Trump, it was just super interesting to watch the way he works with the crowd, right? And he's sort of doing stand up. Well, in it was a way, like going to a stand up show. Yeah, and he's like in, you know, he's off prompter, and he's, he's on going prompter, for laughs. And he's, he's going getting for the laughs. laughs and, They're feeding his. Yeah. yeah, I know more about windmills than anybody, and, it's and he's like, laughing with them like it's a joke. Yeah. yeah. So, but putting all that aside. Uh, he speaks, and then afterwards, we we bumped into uh, Don Jr., and he's become a good buddy of mine. And he said, "Would you, would you and David like to join uh, us for dinner tonight?" Right. Um, wait, I'm blanking on her name. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, she yeah. was like, she was like, "Hey, like, come over here," and she, I guess, knew about me through you. And she was like, "You know, we've we've got a table for the four of us. You know, can you can you join us? Are you free?" And I was like, "Sure, okay. Yeah. Where do you want to go?" And she's like, "Oh, at Mar-a-Lago." And I have to admit. 
like you know I'm not as plugged into yeah. all this stuff, and that's that's intentional. Right, but I'm not as plugged into all this stuff. Obviously, I've heard of Mar-a-Lago, but I do not know at this point what Mar-a-Lago is. Yeah. I don't know if it's a hotel. I don't know if it's a restaurant. I don't know if it's a golf course. I come to learn it's basically it's all like of those all things of that. combined. Yeah. But I really didn't know what it was. So when she said it was at Mar-a-Lago, I was like, oh, so it is a restaurant. But that just shows you how I, how much I don't know about right. that you know, it's part of Trump's world. So fortunately we had suits because we were supposed to go that night to an event that Ben Shapiro was right. headlining and we were supposed right. to be in suits Sorry, for that ben. thing. Sorry, Ben, we, uh, we left here to go see the president. We go to Mar-a-Lago, there's like, like an absolute insane security situation and they have to like drive us around a small we island. Drive miles around the city. Yeah, it was yeah. like crazy to get in there. We get in there. We're like basically almost strip searched before we're thrown on the back of a golf cart. Yeah, like they really, well, it's the president, right. you know? And then as you've described it, it's sort of like the Playboy Mansion, but like doused in gold right. and hairspray. It's right, sort of although very... it didn't feel cheesy at all. It actually, No, it me, felt kind of classy it, yeah. or old school or something. And we go in and there's a main dining room and I'd say there were probably about 50 people in the main dining room and Candace Owens was there right. and a couple other people that we sort of knew. And we were sort of whisked into the side room, which is I guess the more exclusive room where there's maybe 20 people. Right. And our table's right in the middle. Just there's an, like an extra layer of secret service just to get into that room. Right, and it may, they make sure no phones, no pictures, right. blah, blah, blah. Uh, our table's like literally in the center of the room. So the four of us have a nice dinner and sitting next to us, you know, one table over, is President Trump and Melania and Rudy Giuliani, yep. and they have two other, two or three other people there. And we have a great dinner, we had a great time, right? Like, totally fun, and Don doesn't drink. But, right. uh, and when some one funny thing was happening, that somehow the way we were sitting, I kept drinking your, you, yeah, your you're wine. wine. So basically I had like seven yeah, glasses so of wine. Yeah, so I was like, and I'll be like, sober by the end. Yeah, right? and I was, the end. I couldn't yeah. figure out why until I realized what was happening. It's because you're a lefty, which- Oh, that's what it was. You see what I did here, actually today, because this isn't a real shoot, yeah. I let you have your water on your left side. Normally, I make the water on that side, and then See, the people say I lost over there. They say I lost all my lefty creds. Look at that. Um, <laughs> anyway, then at the end of the meal, Junior says, "Hey, actually, going to take some of your water. Go right crazy." Uh, Junior says, "Hey, do you want to meet my dad?" I was like, "All right, yeah, let's meet your dad." So we go up to him, and and remember, this is like two or three days after impeachment had just been announced, which feels like another lifetime ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And everyone, every story was about Trump is freaking out, freaking the walls out. are closing in, <laughs> he's a paranoid lunatic. The guy's sitting there, he had no tie on, he looked totally relaxed, his hair was a little more disheveled than usual. He was having a ball, were, he was laughing. If you were living on the moon, yeah. and you didn't know who Donald Trump was, and you didn't know who the President of the United States was, and all of a sudden you found yourself in this room, and they said to you, the President of the United States is in this room, who do you think it is? I guarantee you, you would never think it was him. Right. This guy was sitting there pretty quiet yeah. for the most of dinner, just listening to yeah, other was... people, listening to his wife speak, mostly actually, and was I was expecting this like loud, bombastic, blowhard sort of, like not nothing even against him, it's just I think everyone can agree, like he's, you would think he's the, it would be the center of attention, sucking a lot of the energy out of the room, the, the exact opposite experience. Yeah, it was, it was the reverse, yeah. so, so we walk up to him, and he's sitting and Don Jr. introduces me and he says, uh, Dad, this is Dave Rubin, he has a great podcast, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Trump looks up, looks up and he's like, you, I kind of recognize you. And I was like, oh, well, uh, you know, I go on Fox, I'm on Tucker All He's like, oh, Tucker, that must be yeah. And then he turns to you and he goes, and who are you? He goes, and who you, are you? Because I'm you, just standing there, yeah. like, I don't know, you know. Who are you? And you go, well, I'm his husband. And he goes, husband? Husband? Like, you two are married? You two are married? And then he slaps his hands on the table. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, I want to stand up. I want to stand up and shake your hands. I think that's great. I he, think that's he just turns great. Turns to he's like, he's like, honey, these two guys are married. And he turns to me, he's like, you're too, you guys are too good looking. That's your problem. You're too good looking. 
And he's like, but I gotta shake your hand. That's fantastic, that's fantastic. And then he says, he goes, you know, I don't give a shit. He goes, and, and I don't think anybody else does either. And then in a very Trump way, and also, I don't think anybody has for 20 years. No one's given a shit for 20 years. Yeah. And I realized at that point, I was like, oh, he thinks that I think he's probably a homophobe because I'm gay and that's what right. I've been told by the media. But I'm in that moment, like, I, I mean, I knew already he wasn't a homophobe, so I'm not thinking that, but I realized how much does that suck for him to have to preface that after he meets a gay couple to say, you know, like, you know, I don't care, right? Like, like we're cool. Right. Um, and then Melania was making eyes at you across she the kept, table. Like, she was, like, talking to her family. They kept pointing at me, so... You and Trump started talking about like Tulsi Gabbard and a couple other like policy yeah. things. Well, then Trump Jr. got kind of pulled away for a second. So then I'm there with Trump for like five minutes and I'm right. telling him about my crazy theories about and Mike I just, Bloomberg like, and some other stuff. And let, let you guys have a moment. Yeah. And he was totally fun and, and interesting. And anyway, yeah. go ahead. So then you and Melania. Well, so then I went over to Melania and I was like, I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks up and she was like, how old are you? In a very, like her very, you know, thick accent. How old are you? And I realized what happened was her and her friend were trying to figure out how old I was, and they thought I was too young to be in that room. <laughs> so I said, how old do you, do you think I am? And she was like, 20. And I was like, no, I'm 31. And she was like, oh, you have beautiful skin. And so I was like, wow, thanks. And I was like, so do you. <laughs> and, then I, and then I, you know, then we, we talked for a while, actually, about um, the friend that she was with, I think, had given money to Hillary's campaign. And it was just so interesting, the people that were at this table. Yeah, and then what... Actually, the most interesting part was, which we discovered when we got into the car to leave, I said to you, what, what was, what's standing out in your mind? And, we, and it was exactly what I saw, which was I said to Trump something about Bloomberg and why I thought he was getting into the race. And Trump turns to Melania, they're both sitting, we're, so we're standing, you're standing across right. the table and I'm standing on this side, and he puts his hand on her arm and he says, honey, what do you think about this? And then he has me repeat my, my Bloomberg yeah. theory. And she was like, oh, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. But what, but what was really interesting about it was that he turned to her and the way he put his hand on her and the way she responded, and honey, what do you think about this? Like, they actually love each yeah. other. It was so interesting to me because I was like, why haven't I seen this? Like, it was very clear. They, they, in that room, they didn't have to put on a show for anybody. And I was like, these two people definitely like each other. Like a lot, like right. in love. His gut reaction when I said something interesting to him was, let me turn to my wife. And, and see what honey, she thinks what you, first. Yeah. yeah. No, it was very interesting. And that, so when we got in the car after, that's what I said, what, what was the thing that stood out in your As mind? It should and that's be, exactly what you As said. As it should well, be, but it's, it's just funny because, yeah. you know, I don't believe a lot of the lies about him, but that with my own eyes, I've seen it. You've see, everyone's seen those like famous pictures or videos where she's a little bit, you know, skittish or standoffish from him. And I was like, I don't know, I guess, I don't know, it's interesting. Hey, Ruben Report podcast listeners, just a quick reminder that my first book, Don't Burn This Book, Free Thinking in an Age of Unreason, is now available for pre-order. In it, I show you guys how to navigate a world of outrage mobs, political polarization, and online censorship without totally losing your mind. Pre-order your copy now on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or go to don'tburnthisbook.com and order yours today.